0: Headed, and it's buried, and
1: tough Campana, and again. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris,
2: the Herons are back. Welcome everybody to episode number 32 of the battered Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, along with my co-host, Chris Duran. We got a special guest. Before we
1: get into our guest, how are you doing, sir? Chris. I, mean. I'm, I am doing phenomenal, my friend. It is another beautiful today. Wednesday. No fireworks, no. Not today. Today's serious time. It's, time, it's toast time. And what better guest <laughs> to get on here than the originator of the argument, which we have Cali. You can be able to follow him over at CaliU44 and represents Black Herons United inter miami podcast dreaming of freedom away days podcast you guys got to
0: follow all that stuff
1: okay and if you're not and I, and there's probably more i'm too. breaking kneecaps
0: <laughs> what's up cali how's How everything doing, Callie? Brother? i'm doing great guys thank you so much for having me um no this is it for me for now there's there's more coming but we'll uh we can touch on that a little later but yeah the, the you know black herons united under miami podcast so that's where you can find me the most I'm a co-host on Dreaming of Freedom podcast and the new uh, extension of the Inner Miami podcast, Away Days, where it's more like a general MLS show. So, yeah,
2: that's where you can find it. Okay, so anything. you guys are covering a little bit of everything.
0: A little bit of everything, man. To, trying to touch all the bases. Trying to trying to round everyone in. You know? That's like good. the big bang, baby. The universe expands. <laughs> that's
2: it. That's that's what it is. All right. So, Chris, do you have anything for Cali before we we get started with the uh, with the official? I tissue? mean, should we just? Should
1: we just close it out right now? Like, just close it out right now.
2: Go ahead. There's
1: people still jumping on, so if you want, you could just close it out real quick. Sure. Let's let, just let, close let, it let's, out let's... right now. Okay. We're just going to put it... We're just going to blast it up on your screen, guys. Uh, for those of you just listening in iTunes, Apple, Spotify, you know, Napster, uh, we got the same picture up with the with the five pieces of steak on the top, the six pieces of bread. We got the six coffees. Right? So... Listen, Callie, at this point, the steak and the coffee, get it out of here. right? right. <laughs> we're talking just bread. So you're still going to stick with the number two option.
0: I'm going to stick with number two. I'll, I'll die by number two. Oh, my goodness. Danny, now,
2: number please- two is just bread.
0: Like we want to we want to dead this <laughs> debate.
2: <laughs> but no, the thing is, we're, we're, we're debating toast and I don't want to go too deep on this, but we're debating toast. So bread isn't an option.
0: <laughs> so number one is bread that looks like just plain white bread, but number two, it's slightly toasted. It's, you can even see in the picture it's starting to brown just a little bit. Like who want like I don't I don't want like excessive crumble and chew when I'm like I want a, oh, I still yeah. want it a little soft, a little tender. I want the butter to just start to melt on it. Man, yes, I, I
2: think I think Steve said it best. Number one is plain bread. Number two is microwaved bread. Yes, microwave so... bread. Uh... <laughs> Well, I, ju- I genuinely need to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> need to know what?
0: I need to know who, who microwaves, microwaves bread. bread. <laughs> That's insane.
2: Steve, oh, and apparently you.
0: No, no. no. <laughs> I throw it in the toaster. Dude, it needs 20, 30 seconds on like a medium setting. Comes out and it's great. It's fantastic. Perfect for a sandwich. Perfect for toast. Like, what's I think not you might up? be a
2: serial killer, sir.
0: <laughs> no. All right. No. My, who, people who microwave bread definitely have murdered people before. For sure. Yes, and, sure. and, and, and they, option and number one. get a six. solid eight hours
2: of sleep. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get into the, the nitty-gritty, the, the, the unfortunate news, right? Because we found out even though we were hearing it and everybody kept telling us, don't get your hopes up. Jay from Inter Miami Podcast kept telling us, dude, he's not coming back. Don't get your hopes up. But me as a battered fan, I got my hopes up anyway. And officially it is dead. Bosuelo is no longer a member of Inter Miami. And I don't know how to feel about this right now. I'm kind of still a little, I'm a little surprised. Even though everybody told me not to be surprised. Everybody kind of tried to brace me for it. I thought that he would be back. I thought there was no way that they would bring in Joseph Martinez. Have, have that up top. Joseph Martinez and Campana and not have somebody to feed him the ball. How were you feeling when you heard this official news, Cali?
0: It's really upsetting, obviously. Like, we all wanted Pozuelo, and according to all reports that we've heard, everything that we've read, he wanted to be here, and the club wanted him here. I mean, the club even bought down Grigori so that we can make Pozuelo a DP, but unfortunately, like, in a hard-cap league, this is just an issue that you're going to run into. We just didn't have the money. Um, that's that's one of the negatives of of, of a hard cap, of a, of a salary cap, and, and it sucks because, again, we have Campana and Joseph up top. We saw what a difference Pozuelo made with Higuain last year, and the how he was facilitating the balls and and, and you know setting him up and stuff. The only thing that gives me solace is that it feels like Hendo and and Phil and the the front office are really high on Stefanelli, um, and I've I've heard nothing but great things from preseason. So yeah, that's that's the only solace I find in it. But it, but it sucks to have a guy that was a former MVP who came in and changed the dynamics of the team when he got here for him to leave the way he did it, it, it sucks, but it's not for lack of effort. So it's one of those things like, Hey man, that, that sucks. We got to move on. Chris, and that's, I think li-
2: that's good. Uh-huh, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, does it bring you a little solace that since we believe in Hendo so much that he must feel confident in Stefanelli, right? Like he wouldn't let
1: for go without having a secure backup plan. I don't know if it's as much to deal with uh, or as much to lend to Stefanelli versus the, uh, the the Pizarro effect, right? So we couldn't have the people connection. Pizarro and Pozuelo, no people, right? And then okay. on top of that, I mean, I mean, look, it sounds cool. I think after a couple of games, if they would have played good together, we would have had a people connection and uh, everybody would have been on board. But... What hurts the most about this whole thing is the fact that the team wanted to get it done with Pozuelo. Pozuelo wanted to get it done. And basically, Pizarro kind of just screws the whole setup. He screws it up. So, like, is it really Hendo kind of saying, well, we got Stefanelli in the backup, you know? It's it's more that they just couldn't work out the deal together and, and Pizarro was the guy that kind of messed it all up, no? What do you think, Callie?
0: Yeah, I mean... Pizarro is unfortunately kind of a, a leftover byproduct of the, the previous front office. Um, yeah. And it wasn't for lack of effort. I mean, Traveler yes. has reported it and, and many, many writers of the club have reported it. They tried to get rid of him. No one wanted yeah. him. And, and the the buyout is too expensive, especially considering there's one year left on his contract. Yeah. You know, it, it sucks. Like the, the best we can hope for is that, you know, Pizarro has some sort of resurgence and he, and he plays well and then, you know, after the year's done, we shake his hand, hey, thanks for everything and move on. Or, unfortunately, we may have, you know, DP money sitting on the bench, which is, which is devastating, you know. But we're used to that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, also, I know that the low deal was in facilitate, it was trying to facilitate, you know, some money so that we can buy down Gregore. It it was all pre, it it was all a pre-notion to get the money we needed so that we can get Pizarro. But, Again, at the end of the day, they both wanted it. It couldn't happen. We'll never know what the conversations were. But, you know, it is what it is.
2: Steve said that um, we should have given Pozuelo the contract, the DP spot, instead of playing that lottery ticket for Messi. Now, a little part of me wants to agree with Steve because I feel like you're sacrificing, possibly sacrificing, a little more than half the year in hopes of Messi. If you end up getting Messi... I mean, I guess it feels like it was all worth it, even though I don't know where we would be record-wise by then. But do you think if we don't land Messi, like, is it worth the risk? I'm going through this in other sports at this moment in time, and, I, and, <laughs> and I'm playing it safe. In other sports, in other podcasts I do, I say, play it safe. Don't gamble. But when it's Messi on the line, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, how many opportunities do you have to get you know the greatest player of all time. I think if I don't I don't think they let this happen without understanding that there's at least a possibility of Messi coming and he hasn't agreed to anything with PSG yet. I'm not optimistic and that's just because I'm a pessimist by nature. I'm not optimistic that Messi's yeah, I'm coming. I'm bad at it also. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if you have that opportunity, I mean, it would revolutionize a club, it would revolutionize a league. Um, I'm of the belief that if Messi had genuine interest, the league, Apple, and the club would do everything humanly possible to get Messi here. Um, that being said, we have to remember this is going to be our last season under sanctions. All right. I think that this club right now is better than the club we had a year ago, regardless. Um, yeah, we lose pause. You know, Higuain was terrible in the first half. He turned it on during the end. But we have... Joseph, who if he stays healthy, is going and you know, if he is what we think he is, it's going to be fantastic. You know, we're deeper in every, we're deeper in, we're deeper in our forwards, deeper in our midfielders, we're deeper in, the, in the, on the back line. You know, I I look at this roster and I think we're better than we were a year ago, so I'm not super upset. Um, and it is a gamble because obviously, if we can have three DPS on the field at the same time, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, but. That's of the nature that's the nature of the beast, and I, I I think if you legitimately think you have a chance for Messi, you, you have to you have to roll the dice.
1: And you and you know what it's a it's a better upgrade than we had last year when we only had one deep half the season on the field. Yeah. you know, I mean, at this point, taking two over one, I'm okay with that and pocketing. But can the you other really one. consider it two when it's
2: Pizarro the second one? I mean, if you, if you at think some about point... it, look, if you think about it, it's Campana. It's Pizarro, which nobody wants and doesn't feel like there's really a DP. And technically, it's Gregory, which was playing last year. So technically, we have three DPs on the field. But do you really feel like you have three DPs on the field?
0: Well, right now, again, probably not. Um, I think – well, I mean, you can argue Joseph could be a DP quality player. Uh, Campana is a DP guy. He's getting paid DP money. Not by yeah. us, but he's getting paid DP money. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, Gregory was a DP guy, you know, but that we were able to cook the books a little bit, and and you know, he's not I a DP. And he's, he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna hurt us like that anymore. So again, like, is this roster as ideal like as we want it to be? No, absolutely not. Like, but again, we're handcuffed right now, and it is what it is. And, and regardless, I still think we're a better club than we were a year ago. Plain and simple, you yeah. know. Pizarro or not?
2: With, with that, I, I 100% agree. Um, and, and Matthew said Gregory was already bought down. I wasn't aware that he was already officially bought down. Yeah. So, okay, so that's official. Uh, so that DP spot is officially open. So we're just chilling with an yeah. open DP spot for Messi. Beautiful. Yeah. But if Messi comes, that won't happen until the summer. So we got a good half of the year coming up on February 25th. Now that we know officially Pozuelo is not on the team. I'll start with you, Chris. How do you think this starting 11 is going to look? Like, we already know the obvious, right? We know Drake (laughs) Callen in the back. We know Joseph and Campana up top. What about that midfield? Because I think that's the real question. What do you think that midfield
1: is going to look like on February 25th? Well, you know, the, the scary thing is, is that now that we don't have somebody that we're so comfortable with working the middle, do you think that maybe Phil will want to work the wings like he did in the beginning of last season? Because then we could look at the difference between having Lasseter and, you know, Taylor on one side versus having Bryce Duke on the field, which is something that I'm dying to see on a consistent basis. I mean, hopefully he can be able to play the minutes. But I think because we have Campana and Joseph, you have to have both
2: those guys on the field, I would assume. And because of that, I think wingers are not an option
1: anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, we're going to play Campana and Joseph up top. I mean, we we've seen that throughout preseason so far that we're gonna we're gonna run two at the top, which which is fantastic. Um, at the back, I bo- I mean, I think it's a pretty safe guess that I think we'll have Negri playing on the left, and then McVeigh in the middle, um, sh- uh, and with the the new Ukrainian Sergey that just signed, and then um, Yedlin, and then Yedlin, and then in the middle, you know, I think we'll see. I think we're gonna see. I mean, we'll have to see four guys in the middle. Um, I think we'll see Stefanelli in the 10 and then right behind him, probably Moda and, and Taylor and then um, and then Gregory behind him. That's that's the only thing. You know what?
2: I can... I, I've been hearing a lot of people say Taylor. And although I like that because I feel like he can get the ball and he can stretch out to the wing if yeah. given that freedom, I don't see Phil starting Taylor. I think he's going to start Pizarro. I think he he's going to start Pizarro on, on the left side and Moda on the right side as far as the eights go. And that's the, and again, I like Taylor. To me, he's Neymar Light. I love seeing him with the ball at his feet, but I just I think that Pizarro is going to get on this field and, and be in the starting eleven. How long he's going to be in the starting eleven, depending on how he plays, I don't know. But I do think he'll be a
0: starter. It, it's not far fetched to believe that at all. I mean, especially if they're paying the money, like no one wants to see money sitting dead on the bench, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I think the I think Phil and I, and I think the the club wants to win. Like we saw how we finished off last year, and yeah, it was disappointing in the in the playoffs. But we finished off amazing, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I mean, do
1: you, do you think that maybe uh, seeing that Pizarro is kind of you know uh, getting humbled in a sense, you think Danny that maybe he'd be like okay with playing a super sub, like just coming off the bench, you know, and and trying to make a difference that way. yeah I mean, of- I I don't. I don't think that that he's going to have an issue with that. He has no choice if that's the the position
2: that they put him in. If anything, I think whether he starts or comes off the bench, I think he has, Now, whether he's good enough to prove people right or wrong, I don't know, but he's going to have the desire to prove everybody wrong. He's going to be playing as hard as he can. Is he going to play from box to box? I don't know. Maybe it's in him at some point. It hasn't been in him up up until now, but I think he's going to bust his ass to prove everybody wrong because, like you said, he was humbled in Mexico. Yeah. And when you go to your home country and they decide not to take that buy option, like you got to feel bad. And, I, I, and I'm a hundred percent sure he's heard that nobody here is happy that he's back. Like he's not, he hears this, the chatter. Oh, for so sure. I,
1: yeah.
0: And, and so. honestly, best case scenario for us is that he plays well. Like, of course, you know, that that's, that's I know that that's kind of obvious, but I think a lot of people are operating on the assumption that he's just going to be bad. Maybe coming back and going away and coming back for what he what he you know is what he needed you know and Steve is absolutely right in, in what he said you know Phil does love Robbie I, I, Robbie Taylor I don't think that's that's a secret and what's great about Taylor is that he's one of those guys that Phil really likes that you can put you can plug him anywhere but I do think I, I do think to your point Chris I think we'll see Duke more as a super sub I think the dude needs to gain like 25 pounds before he can get like serious minutes because he's gonna get body yeah.
2: well, he is gonna get body but that's why I like him at the 10th spot Right, because playing in the center midfield, he's going to get bited all over the place. But if you could play that ten, I think he could run that position now. But I haven't heard anybody suggest that he has an opportunity to play the ten.
0: He was also hurt a lot of his preseason. He just came back to training like this week, so yes, we we don't know how far along in his progression is that he's going to be super ready for the twenty fifth.
1: Well, and I think if there's any time for him to, I guess, not see the field and and let. I guess i mean not let but have other people try to play the 10 uh, i mean if pizarro comes on and he starts and he looks like trash like that's a red carpet for bryce duke to get on the field in my opinion i i think stephanelli so.
2: everybody's pointed to well Stefanelli that's the one that guy. guy
1: that's the one guy that's a super unpredictable piece in the puzzle in terms of because there's a lot of good talk about him but like you know the 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 main fandom hasn't really seen much of him. So they're really thinking, okay, well, I'm hearing this, I'm, I'm hearing that, I'm reading this, I'm reading that, and then they're hoping that Stefanelli really pans out to be what what we're going to we, miss from Pozuelo. We had Alex on last week, and Alex said that she thought that Stefanelli looked
2: great, right? But then we were talking about the preseason, and we all agreed that the preseason doesn't mean anything. So... Yeah. We brought up this picture because this is how much the preseason means nothing, right? Nobody even remembers that this happened. I mean, look at so how happy not- Higuain is there. Yeah, yeah, he looks so happy. So my question is, if preseason doesn't matter, should we take Stefanelli looking good in the preseason that
0: serious? Um, I think the best way to answer that is the fact that he's looked good not playing with these guys before. Yeah. Um, the fact that he was able to kind of plug in and, and do what he did around a bunch of guys that he hasn't really played with before speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, yes. And 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown about him, right? Because he came from I, I could I, I don't I'm not even sure which Nordic country he was playing in, but uh, I want to say he was fin, he was in Finland. He was teammates with Robbie Taylor at a point. Um, and apparently Robbie Taylor has nothing but great t- things to say about him. Um, was it in Sweden? I forgot where it was. Also. Maybe it was Sweden. I don't know. One of those. Long- it's cold as hell. There. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> they start playing in like April. It's, it's fine. Um, um, but, um, yeah, it's easy to be nervous about Stefan. cause none of us know what we're getting, you know, he could look great yes. in the, he, he could look great in the pre, <laughs> he, could in the pre- <laughs> he could look great in the preseason, but it doesn't matter until the lights are on and, and the fans are in the stands, you know? Yes. And I will say about the Carolina cup, um, there's only one. There was only one Carolina Cup champion last year, and there's no Carolina Ch- Cup this year. So, reigning champs, man.
2: Just, yeah. That's it. That's it. I, and we're gonna retire that trophy. We should have that trophy. Where is it displayed at Drive Pink Stadium?
0: I'd imagine it's in the training facility somewhere.
2: Do you think it's really I, there?
0: I would. Hope I was so, joking.
2: I you really think it's there?
0: I would. I would think so. Right. Like every team has a trophy cabinet. It should be like there. That. Yes.
2: I don't know oh, if it's man, in the that's stadium. Embarrassing. It's
0: no, the only one I we got, think. man. Like... I mean, what do you think? You think you know, that? Let me you tell that... you something.
2: I promise you, that trophy is more impressive than that little banner that NYCFC
0: has. That's like this the, one. The, the, three, the 3 by 5 postcard that they hang The 3 up by 5 yeah, yeah, postcard. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's definitely
2: more impressive than that. It is embarrassing. And, I mean, and then they're going through that scandal now. Uh, that should be fun to see how they end up. I wonder if they're going to yep. cancel their new stadium. That shit would be yeah. hilarious. They got, got they the Saudi money. Yeah, they got the Saudi. They got that oil
0: money. They're, they're fine, but apparently they're being yeah. investigated because of their signings of, of Lampard and, and Villa. So, we'll
2: and and Pirlo,
0: see. and Pirlo, yeah. So, we'll see. So, speaking
2: of big names, oh boy, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Even though I'm sick of talking about it, like a month ago, I told Chris, Chris, I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back, man. I try to get out, but they pull me back in. The more I hear about it, the more they get me believing again. And I'm believing. I'm believing that we might land Messi this summer. How are you feeling about this, Callie? Because I know you're sick of hearing it also. But I know you're also believing. I can see it the way you're biting your nails. You're you're believing.
0: You're believing. It's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that kills you. But... But that's the fun part of sports. I w- I want to believe. I want to. Um, you do. It would be. It would. And I and I've joked around in in the Inter Miami podcast Discord. You know that I really hope Messi signs because as soon as that summer starts, I don't think I'll ever get to see him play because I'm just gonna be selling those season tickets, man. Like 500 bucks oh, a pop. Yeah. Oh just yeah, easy money. Yeah, I'll, I'll go see one because I got I got to see Messi in person, right? But yes. easy money, just the Orlando game. Yeah, I'll go to the Orlando game. That's that's given, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But the rest, man, take it. It's fine. Um, but there there are substantiated rumors, right? Like, And, and it's tough because it feels like the same – it's like the same set of tweets that come out like two or three times a week. They're like, oh, no official uh, contract a, a, agreement with PSG. Uh, Inter-Miami and Messi in advanced talks. We had Fabrizio Romano in, in, in rare fashion give us a here we go and then retracted it, you know, it's, man, I, I want to say that there's a plan. And I want to, like, I have so much faith in, in in Hendo that he's he's pulling the strings and, and they know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, of it I don't actually. think this is a
2: Hendo move, though. I think this is the reason we were all hyped about David Beckham being the name behind this team is for a move like this, right? I don't the think hope. Hendo, yeah. Seattle sent. I don't think Seattle Sounders Hendo is the one that's gonna get messy, you know. Also, Miami Fusion a... Hendo, thank you. Oh, <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> so, I, I think it's it's David Beckham the one that gets a name like this on the team, right? Or or that makes this an attractive move. And yeah, Messi saw what Beckham did when he came to MLS. He's now an owner of a team or a partial owner. Messi has the aspirations to own that a, a team here. He has the aspirations to come and. He has like two homes here already. Two, yes. I feel like things are aligning for him to come and be our savior. Chris, am I crazy for falling back into this? Because I had fallen out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again, but I'm back.
1: I don't know, man. This messy thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. Like, it's just like what Callie said, like, three times a week you'll have some Bozo get on Twitter and then they just messy Miami go and that's basically what it is like they just do it three times a week they sort of like to tickle the sack a little bit and get everybody <laughs> going like oh look oh Messi, he might be coming like I'm so done with that like I am so do- the only thing that really gives the only thing that really gives us hope in this tense is in this sense is basically, that he hasn't re-signed with PSG, right? So, I mean, at this point, since he hasn't re-signed with PSG, that
0: leaves it open and him for, and Mbappe for, hate for the each summer.
2: Other, right? yeah. I'm sorry, but I think him and Mbappe aren't getting along.
0: So with, with with all the messy stuff, I kind of feel like, you know, like we all have those like abuelos and abuelas that spend way too much time on Facebook and, and they're looking oh, at yeah. every piece of the news and drawing the conspiracy theories and all this stuff. And like, you know, all mm-hmm. the, the whole government's full of reptiles and stuff like that. I feel like that's yes. us with messy. Like, I feel like yeah. we're, we're looking at every piece of evidence. Again, like, oh, the number, I think Lucas put it out in the chat. Number 10 is still available. There's an open DP spot. PSG, it's like, it's, it's very easy to fall in to that it's very easy to like look at kind of make the stars align on our own and say like yeah like maybe maybe he is but my my thing is it's like
2: i love this i love the rumors sorry (laughs) Um, i love the clickbait
0: i i think and this is where i always kind of draw back to messi just won a world cup like i think he think i think that he believes he still has something in the tank and something to like i can still play an extremely high level i can still play in europe so I feel like and, – and I hate to, to use this term because I MLS, I think, has is, is gone away from the reputation of a, of a retirement league. But I think he's going to come here for at least a year or two when he's, like, ready to be done. Like, he's like, okay, I'm going to come play here, and then I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to – you know, he'll he'll get his 10% ownership or, or whatever it is in Inter-Miami, or they'll give him, you know, a Beckham deal to open up another club or who knows. You know, I, I mean,
1: I. You know I, what I, I. You know, you know, you know what I think. Honestly, I think that it's like you said. Well, he's already he won the World Cup, right? Uh, he probably still feels that he can play more. I think that I. De- I think in his mind, he's probably thinking if I go to MLS and boost that league two, three, five times higher than where it's at at the moment when I get in. Like, that's adding to his sort of, like, lore, to his accolades, to his, to, like, the view of him in terms of his career versus the Pele and the Maradona. And, like, y- you see what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, people think, yeah, well... But he, he, but Pele came to, to the mm-hmm. United States also. I mean, he did, Pe- like, yeah. 100 years ago, right? And yeah, then, but,
0: and- but Pele came, he joined the Cosmos, and he revolutionized American soccer in his own right. I think yes. if Messi comes here and does that, He does that tenfold in today's game, especially with the World Cup coming here and all this stuff. Like I and I don't mean to sound like I'm exaggerating or or being like over dramatic or anything like that, but I think if Messi comes to MLS and likely Miami, he changes American soccer. Like I'm sorry, did you just
2: say likely Miami? Callie, yeah, I will I'll... fight you. If he comes over here and he ends up <laughs> Bro, in LA or something, I will kill myself. I'm
0: just saying, like, LA, apparently, I think LAFC gets to play without rules and stuff like that because <laughs> the, the amount of people that they, they sign. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, again, this is the yeah, pessimist. Debate. I
2: get you. I get you. I get no, you.
0: Regardless, if he comes to MLS, it's going to revolutionize not just the league, it's going to put the league on the map, obviously, because people are in tune in to watch <laughs> Messi, but he's. <laughs> Messi. Can you imagine Messi? Gunnar go- Doctor her?
1: chiming in, Messi to Colorado. I mean, at this point, you could put him with the Portland Timbers.
0: Yeah, but I think Messi comes here. Not only does he change the MLS, not only does he revolutionize the league and put it on the map, I think he changes the game. Like he changes American soccer, like he changes the USA Federation. You know.
2: Well, to that point, that's where I was going to go with this. Right now, he's playing in France. And- like, could you tell me that him, without Messi, they're going to win that title anyway, yeah. right? Like, like he's not really making a difference on that team. PSG owns that league. So, I don't think he makes or oh, The only reason he's there is in hopes of winning the Champions League. So, let's say they get eliminated from Champions League like they do every year. What then? Like, I think that his impact in MLS, winning an MLS Cup and, and then raising American soccer and MLS altogether is a million times better than what he's going to accomplish over there in PSG. Like I I don't understand what everybody's saying. Oh, he just won the world cup. He needs to keep proving himself. He has nothing else to prove in Europe. He's proved everything there is to prove in Europe. Like what else is there? Winning another French championship means absolutely nothing. That league sucks. Like I honestly think LAFC and Philadelphia can go, and give PSG a run for the money because that league means nothing to me and to most people. Like, who the hell cares about French soccer outside of the French national team?
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's fair. Um, but he, he may still have dreams of European glory. He may still have dreams of the uh, Champions, Champions League. And, my, and now that you say that, it, it has me thinking. And my thought is I think he would be more likely to come if he won the Champions League than if he didn't. And he's won it before. He wanted it. He's won it a bunch of Barcelona and stuff like that. But yeah, he's
2: won it like three or four times.
0: That I I get your point that Messi has nothing left to prove. There, there's no one that's going to argue that you know, Messi isn't like the most decorated player in history, right? Um, yeah. But it's just a matter of like you know we, we can we can we we can point the we, we, you know again we can try and align the stars we can try and you know. Put the strings on the on the on the on the board and stuff like that, and and trying to try and figure it out. But at the end of the day, like I don't know, man. I'm a pessimist just because I think <laughs> it's it it's too good to be true. It would be amazing. It would be incredible. But oh, man, if, it's, it's, and, it's tough.
2: And, uh, and, right. And we have we've, we've already hammered this this topic to, to no end. But I the fact that we have that one DP spot and we're just randomly leaving it open, even though we can help our team, but we're just gonna leave it open. It tells me there's obviously a lot of ball sack tickling, like Chris said. A lot of going socks. on because, because there's obviously – they, they see that it's like a real possibility. And I, I just don't see him proving anything else in Europe. And I get that he wants to win another UCL. I, I get that. But if he doesn't win that like, – does he really think he's going to get that at PSG? Like,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know, man. But
2: I really hope he doesn't. I really hope I w- he doesn't.
0: Again, it, I I I want to believe there's a plan. I want to believe that they left it open for a reason because yeah. And again, if you know Met, there's an opportunity for Messi, you leave that key under the mat, right? Exactly. For sure, for sure. You have to, you have to, and that's why like I I can kind of sleep well at night because even if he doesn't get here and the club would say, hey guys, like we presented Messi this package that he would have be far and away the richest player in MLS history, like he'd, be, he'd make more than he would in Europe, whatever, and then he still says no. but it's like. Guys, we tried. We're not supposed to win the league this year, anyway. But if he does, oof, got chills. Yeah, big time.
2: Man, I want to win the league this year. Aren't you talking about Cali?
0: <laughs> I'd love to, but yeah, I'm a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, look, you're talking to a battered fan himself. I, I, I get it.
0: All right. Um.
1: So, anything else on the messy front, Chris? Before we move on. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's move on. No more tickling the sock for me. I'm done with Messi. Right. Get out of here. All right. So we solidified the back line
2: for the most part with your, your boy Sergey. 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 Serge. I'll, I'll get it one day. Sergey, one day. All right. Um. Do you feel like this back? Because I mean, I feel like everybody agrees the back line was the weakest point of the team last year. Every a lot of people were upset about uh, Damian Lowe leaving. I I thought Damian Lowe would be awesome for depth. I didn't think he was as bad as some people say. I just thought that he wasn't necessarily consistent, right? Like he would have like that game in Orlando last year. I thought that was like the best game he had all year up until that own goal. He was everywhere. I was like player of the week for sure. And then he had the own goal and then just shot us in the foot. We lost that game 1-0. So I feel like he wasn't consistent. But McVeigh moving in center back. We got Sergey, And then we got Yedlin on the right and Negri on the left. How do you feel about this back line to start this year?
0: Um, it's substantially better. Uh, substantially better. Um, Negri, uh, Chris McVay, first and foremost, despite him playing every single minute last year, he's more comfortable yeah. in the middle. Uh, that's his more natural position. He, he's a guy that plays in the middle. So the fact that we can have Chris McVay, who's probably the best player, in our, at least the most consistent player in our back line last year. Um yep. Moving into a comfortable position is great. We get a true left back, like a true wing back type of guy that can that can run for days on the left. Um, Sergei, we I mean, incredibly decorated and in the, in the, in, comes from far and away the most successful club in Ukraine, um, has European experience, and then Yedlin, you know, being Yedlin on, on the right. It's great because we had a lot of games with Ryan Saylor and Mabika starting, in, and no one's a bigger Ryan Saylor fan than I am, but those are guys that, that shouldn't play every game. Uh, No, and and as far as low, like statistically, he was our best center back last year. If if you really look, by far, by far, yeah. But again, and I think everyone agrees, low was good for one reckless play that's going to cost. It felt like every game, yeah. -hmm. You know, and the Orlando game being Orlando away being the prime example. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate because I really liked low, um. I think he'll do well in Philly. I think perhaps that system even fits him a little better than Miami does. Um, and he's
2: a depth guy in Philly, which yeah. is what I was hoping he would be here.
0: Yeah,
1: That's the, that's the saddest part about it is that he's going to be a depth guy. He's not going to be there to make a huge difference. He's just going to be a guy that's going to be there to back up the solid back line that they already have. But I, th- yeah. but I think he was going to end up being that here also.
0: Yeah, I think I think even if we keep low and we sign Sergey, I think Lowe probably becomes a rotation guy at that point. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, we'll we'll see. I think I think the, the to answer your question, the back line has gone substantially better. It's good that um Mabika and Saylor can be can be depth guys now. Uh Ian Frey coming back, I think is gonna be massive. I love Ian Frey. You know, I don't think he, he's probably not gonna from my understanding he's not gonna be ready for the start of the season, but he's a guy that later on is is gonna, you know. I think he's going to help us a lot, and then, from my understanding, like we can't be sleeping on Noah Allen either. Like apparently, he, Ooh, I, I, saw, he, I was about to bring him up. Yep. I, from my understanding, you know, he's giving, he's he's biting at Negri's heels. So, let's see what happens. I love Noah Allen. He's one of my. I think, what was it? I think the Chicago game, or the opening home opener last year. I think he was the best player in the field, and then you know, unfortunately, we didn't see much yeah, of him but after then, that. But but then, Austin unfortunately, after they that, played was, Austin, and then he yeah, got bodied It was downhill. Yeah, yeah. What well, was he seventeen last year? Like, yeah, that's gonna happen. But you know, and well, I'm a huge,
1: tried- I'm a huge fan of him, and I, I, I want to see him on the field more than the more than the next guy. But that Austin showing was rough to watch.
0: I mean, yeah, it- yeah and Austin was also arguably one of the best offensive teams in the league. Right yes. at that point, we didn't yes. know what Austin Agreed. was gonna be, but but yeah. we
2: ended up, it ended up looking. Not necessarily acceptable, but a little. we started feeling a little better about it once you yeah. saw what Austin became afterwards.
0: You feel a little better when they end up being the number two seed in the West. So like, yes. You know. so. They should
1: have kicked our asses, no matter who was back there on the left. For sure. And look, you need depth
2: throughout yeah. the season, especially when you have somebody like Gregory. You're going to need depth at the sixth spot. I, mean, I know he's talking about the back line, but we need some, some depth. You know, um,
0: you know, yeah, you know, Gregory's gonna rack him up,
1: and
2: I, that's what and I that's, love about. And him.
1: that's a perfect, and that's that's a that's a perfect point that Inter Miami podcast brought up. You know, <laughs> that the the yellow cards are gonna accumulate, the injuries are gonna happen. You know, so to have that depth, it's it's gonna be crucial, critical. Yeah, uh, and, and we I, said that the. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, I was gonna say, and we're I think what we're gonna see a lot this year is we're gonna see some of the young academy guys get a lot more looks too, like. I know uh, Benjamin Kramashi is really high on on the list. Uh, Modesto Mendez is going to get plenty of looks, you know. And, and then like guys like David Ruiz, you know, shout out one yeah. of my former students. He's he's been training with the first team. So I mean, we'll see. I, th- I think from from my understanding, we're we're probably going to sign one more depth piece, and I do think it has to be a midfielder. Um, yeah. But especially with the way Gregory ra- racks him up, but we'll see, man.
2: Now, we, we said that we upgraded the back line. You said that the back line looks substantially better. So, does the yeah. preseason worry you at all? Because we haven't looked that great. At least we've heard from what we've heard. Nobody's really seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, you have to, I think we have to remember the, the point of preseason. A lot of it, especially the early preseason games, is it's basically conditioning, right? Getting your minutes in. I think, was it the St. Louis game? We played three 30 minute halves or three 30 minute uh periods fourth
2: four four thirty 30 minute periods no
0: yeah something like that you know and the real starting guys like i think i think i remember if i remember correctly joseph came off after like 20 minutes you know and we're we're throwing a lot of young guys in there where everyone's getting some looks everyone's kind of working on something i mean yeah it's concerning that you know we you know lost four zero to St. Louis which whatever you know I've heard, and I've heard yeah.
2: Yedlin has looked a little rusty
0: maybe you know but i'm not super concerned again last l- last year we had a, a great preseason and we had a terrible start to the season so you and know. look at
1: and look at the and look at the <laughs> point <laughs> and look at the point that adrian uh Bohorquez, i hope i didn't butcher your last name buddy uh the new backline hasn't played in the preseason together yet which is a perfect point i mean that's the. I guess that's the one thing that I really do. Um, I guess give a little bit of more credence to how the preseason's been is that we haven't had our starter starters really all play together. So, you know, it's like you said, preseason is conditioning. Guys are playing ring around the rosy on the field, and you're hoping that they do a couple fancy plays to be like, you know, get excited about your guys. It's just like that one Leo know, when, Campana story, right?
2: Yeah, that that he
0: posted. Was... Yeah, the the ball movement there was, you know, Christmas. gorgeous. Yeah, like I mean, if that's what we're gonna be expecting, I'm the no fan. we the number one seed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Did I jumped the gun too much there? Number one seed. <laughs> give me that. No. Give me that passing, and we're number one. But we got three preseason games left, right? We
2: got uh, February 11th, 15th, and 18th. I want to say it's. I know it's Austin on the 18th. Montreal on the 15th and the 11th is slipping my mind right now. Was it Columbus? It might be Columbus. I'm not sure. It, I think it is Columbus. So we got three games left. So what are we looking for these three games? Like uh, we're looking for, con- we want to see some type of chemistry, right? Because we're hoping that our our future starting 11th, February 25th, is at some point going to play together. I think our back line should be set, right? To finally play together this next week. Yeah. Have you heard.
0: Um, I, haven't, I, mean, I haven't heard much. Um, everything is speculation at this point. I would imagine. I mean, our first game is, what, two and a half weeks away. I'd imagine we're getting to the point now that first team guys that are starting 11 is, is are going to be getting a lot more minutes. Um, but at the same time, like, we have a couple new guys into the squad that need to, like, I think the most important thing right now is chemistry building. Like, these guys need to be comfortable yeah. playing on the pitch together. Um, especially a guy like Sergey that just got here you know Negaty and and Stefanelli need to get comfortable playing together getting uh playing with with <coughs> excuse me everyone on the field even Joseph has to be comfortable yes you know so hopefully now we start seeing our 11 out there for at least a, a whole an entire half and then you know we can rotate some of the the depth pieces but
1: and, and I see them I see them possibly playing the last preseason together the last preseason game against uh Austin I could see that
2: all right, yeah. so if we look, anything like we've looked the last three games, the next two games, how are we feeling then? I'm are we sweating. still saying preseason doesn't matter? We're sweating a little bit.
0: I'll sweat a little bit. But, again, yeah. it's it's preseason. We don't know what the program is. We don't know what Phil and the coaching staff's intentions are. Like, maybe it's like there's something very specific they want to work on that, like, hey, guys, it's going to suck and we're, we might lose or whatever, but this is something we need to get better at. Yeah. You know, Um
2: I'm am sweating more than a little bit if we're losing 4-0 in the next two games. I don't know.
0: If we lose if we lose to Columbus and Montreal like in the preseason like 4-0, I'm I'm going to be a little worried because I'm, and and
2: even worse that we play Montreal like 10 days after we play them in the preseason. Yeah,
0: Montreal's in the middle of a massive rebuild. They had a huge fire sale this summer, so you know, yep. we we have to be able to perform against them.
2: Well, doesn't a little part of you feel a little better about the opening game since it's at home and it's against a team that seems to be on the rebuild because that made me feel like okay at least we start off with a team that we don't really know where they're at everything I've seen from Montreal fans is they're not necessarily thrilled about the upcoming season like I feel like we're set up decently to maybe start off on a good foot seeing as how we usually start off really poorly every season
0: yeah Um yeah I think it helps that we're playing an opponent like Montreal that that's not going to be their best Um very very young squad. Um, you know, we, this it's it would be a great opportunity at home, under the lights, La Familia in the stands. It'd yeah. be a great, great opportunity to...
2: We, we don't know if they're going to be in the North stand, though, right? That might be
1: empty. We don't know if they're going to protest.
0: Uh, we don't know. Um, that might
1: take a whole other podcast to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and quite honestly, I'm a big fan of keeping my vital organs, so I don't want to say too yes. much. Um, but, um, it's, uh, no, I mean, nothing, nothing's come up about any of that. So my expectation is that everyone will be there. I'm going to operate as if that's the case. Um, you know, unfortunately, like actions have consequences and and there may, we we may feel the effect of that. Um, but maybe we don't, or maybe it's something that we, we experienced later down the line, or maybe it's something that the club sleeps under the, the rug. We don't know, but um, regardless, February 25th, is going to be, it's going to be really cool to get back out there. And from a fan standpoint, it's gonna be great to, you know, be tailgating again, you know, seeing yeah. all seeing all the homies and, you know, getting paid to watch and, and cheer and chant, you know, and it's a great opportunity to to start the season off on a great foot. Yes.
2: And I hope that North stand is full because they bring the, the noise and it's a lot better atmosphere when they're out there. So Absolutely. hopefully they figured all that stuff out. Um, Chris, how are you feeling about the opening game against Montreal? Because I, I haven't heard your thoughts.
1: Well, I mean, looking into Montreal more, it's it's like what you guys said. They're sort of in a rebuild. The fan base isn't really too happy, or I guess to, um, uh, they're not looking forward to the season and 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 expecting anything crazy. So. I, w- I was worried in the beginning, but then I figured, you know what? Montreal doesn't look too sexy right now. So I'm okay with, uh, with having them at the first game. Now, the Philly game, that worries me a little bit. Uh, but in terms of just the first game, I think, it's, I think it's good that we're playing a team that's in the middle of, of a rebuild, especially after the, the fire sale that they just, you just know, been doing. I mean, I feel like we were set up pretty nicely. I know that the
2: Philly game, game two, is, is going to be a big test. But yeah. when you consider that you have game one against Montreal, which had a fire sale, and we're at home. Then you got Philly, which is a real test. And then your first road game is the next week against NYCFC, which basically had another fire sale, and they're rebuilding all over again. Like, if our team is going to be good this year, we should be able to get at least a point out of the out of the first, first and third <laughs> game. And I would hope. I would hope that we can get at least a win out of one of those two, and maybe a point. Like we should get at least four points out of the first three games. I would, I would hope. Like if yeah. we're gonna be a playoff team.
0: Yeah, um, it helps that we. It helps that you know we open up at home. Um, you know, well, we, our first two are at home. You know, and you know Philly's yeah. gonna be tough coming off playing one of the most exciting championship games I've ever seen. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, nice they didn't really yeah, they, they didn't lose anyone super major. You know, they they brought in some good depth pieces, much of it has remained the same. You know, Andre Blake, one of the best keepers in the league. Um by far. Yeah. Um, it's it Philly's gonna be tough. Philly's always gonna be a tough opponent. But I mean, if you look at our schedule, we open up Montreal, Philly, and then NYCFC. Mm-hmm. NYCFC and and that- themselves are in a bit of a rebuild. They've they've kind of let some People walk and, and made some sales. Let everybody,
2: go. Maxi Morales is gone. tati has gone. Sean Johnson's gone. Caiens yeah. uh, is gone. Like they, they've been depleted.
0: Yeah, so they're in a bit of a rebuild too. So I mean, there's no reason why we probably shouldn't get six points out of the first three games, especially if we consider ourselves a, a top four team at this point. Which well, the some thing people the thing do. about
2: NYCFC is that you play in like a little sandbox, so it's really yeah. hard. Like, luckily, we play up the middle now instead of the wings because I felt like we were in a big disadvantage or we would play gonna make it easier. up the wings. Right, but it was a narrow field. Now yeah. we, I, think, I feel like we have a better opportunity, but I think NYCFC, like Matthew said here, is finished. So I, I wouldn't... Uh, Chris, have you heard about Montreal's logo, how it used to be look? Because I wasn't aware of this. I'm not sure what this is about. Apparently, it used to look like an a-hole.
0: For, yeah, the logo. You know, the logo before this one was—it looked like was a little
2: butthole-ish. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not aware of this logo, and I am neither am I. To go, I'm gonna have to go and investigate
0: this. It's because... it's the logo before this one. I think that I think last year was the first one with with this logo. So probably the year before, you'd probably interesting. Huh. I'm gonna have see to the... this. Up. Answer, yeah, that I mean uh,
1: I can imagine that whoever made the logo, they're like, oh man, we hit a banger with this one. And then more eyes got on it, and they're like, eh, kind of looks like an asshole. <laughs> and uh, some guy in the back office was like, I think we need to change our logo back. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, it was it, it, it was a rough one. And, but, and did
1: you uh, find the did you find the picture of the asshole, Danny? <sighs> I did. I'll <laughs> I'll have it up in a second. Um so
2: I, I feel pretty good. Like like we were saying, if we um, end up being a team, like we're expecting that we can be, right? We're hoping that we can be a playoff team, I, top four. I don't know. I have to see how this back line looks, but I think if we're gonna be a playoff team, we need to come out with at least four points in those first three games.
0: Yeah, right. um, we 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 gotta if if we can't build beat the teams that are being in a rebuild that are in a rebuild. Where you know that's that's gonna speak volumes about us. We have to be yeah, able to be if we want to be who we think we are. We need to be Montreal. We need to be NYCFC. Plain and simple.
2: Is is this the logo you guys are talking about?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's the yes.
2: okay. There we go. I All can, right for I, I everybody can see listening it. I can see it. over. Yeah, I, I thought it was gonna be a little more blatant. I can see it for anybody listening over audio. <laughs> on, uh, it, it, you just look it up. Uh, Montreal CF logo. It's one of the first ones that pop up. I, I could see it. I thought it was gonna be a little more blatant, though.
1: Yeah, I thought I mean, it was how blatant be can more blatant. you be? But yeah. it, I mean, yes, it's very butthole-ish for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: All right. Um, so, are you going to the fiesta on February eighteenth?
0: I will be at the fiesta on February eighteenth. Yes. Now, my
2: understanding is that they are going to give out or not. Sorry, they're going to sell game worn jerseys and then you can take pictures and get autographs from players. Yeah. Will you be making those hour long lines to take pictures with players?
1: No. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: The reason I bring this up is because Chris is giving me a lot of crap because I refuse to make an hour long line to take a picture with Victor Uyoa. (laughs) like i am just not no, <laughs> but I mean,
1: look, look, I'm just look, not look. gonna do it. I mean, you're not gonna wait an hour. I don't think you're gonna wait an hour to see Victor Yo, I mean, maybe who knows, I mean that guy looks like a telenovela actor, you know what I mean he does. He he does. there might he be more swap. chicks than dudes in that line um <laughs> but i mean look if 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 we're here supporting a team right i I think it's only fair to at least hang around and get an autograph or two, meet a couple players. I'd make the line, and I'm going to go with my son. My son's dying to meet a couple players, so, yeah, I'm but making a line. But that makes more sense. But that makes more sense. But, the- look, I, look, Gunnar
2: Doctor said the last two seasons was an hour long. Two years ago, I forgot where I was. I, I was out of this, uh, out of town, though, so I couldn't make it to two years ago. And last year I went, and it was like a little pizza party, and then they had players that were kind of just like, but, like, you didn't really meet anybody. So I, I don't know what the lines actually look like because I haven't experienced them yet.
0: So from my understanding, they're, the players are going to be scattered around the stadium. There's going to be different places you can go. Um, The benefit, the plus is is that – You're going to be playing Where's Waldo <laughs> with the players. Yeah. I'm
2: sorry. Steve <laughs> just hit us with Chris made a two-hour <laughs> line for a helicopter. Let me be clear. Let me tell you. It yeah, wasn't two hours. Listening. It was like eight hours. It was hours.
1: four hours and forty-five minutes. Steve, get it for right. For what? All right. For hey. For Hello Kitty food truck. For, come on. <laughs> yeah. It so was I, for Hello Kitty. Know. Listen, this is serious. It was oh, for God. Hello Kitty cookies and merch. Uh,
0: yeah. All right, man. Do no, you, for for bro? For sure. Like... For sure. Okay. <laughs> your time, your me. friend. Do you, man? It wasn't. Chris for me, is definitely was... making
1: that line. Yes. <laughs> I didn't make the line, though, by the way. I ended up going to shop at Dolphin Mall. My daughter did make the line, so.
0: Um, but, yeah, apparently the players are going to be spread out. and It's only going to be for season ticket holders, so the crowd won't be too bad, I guess. Um, but it, it should be cool. I, I'm excited to, to be able to – from my understanding, first and foremost, the team warrant stuff is cash only. Uh um, yeah. But the all the other merch is, is you, you can use your card. I'll, I'll show up and I'll I'll buy some merch. That yeah I'll I'll do that despite my wife what well, well, my wife wants. But same here. I'm
2: gonna buy that jersey even though it looks exactly like the one from last year. So I'm gonna buy the jersey even though I'm not even a fan of it. But I'm gonna get it, and I'll probably buy some merch also. I don't know about game worn merch, but I'll definitely get some. Some some regular merchandise.
0: I, I don't know if there's anything on this planet that'll make me like stop and like pull over like go to do like a ATM or something like that. Like that sounds just like not something I want to do. And yeah. I'm not a line guy. If... Like, I'm I'm really impatient. I don't like waiting. Like if I see Same like here. a long line, I'm just like, oh, I'll circle back. Let's see if it dies down. Like I'm I'm not gonna spend my precious time standing in the line. I'm sorry.
2: What if it's like yeah. Iguain's beard clippings?
0: Yeah, that's fine. Plus, I have a I have a secret that I don't want to reveal on air. It's it's kind of a a secret within the Discord that, you know, all season long you can get pictures, autographs of the of the play with the players. Don't unveil it. I won't. No, absolutely not. Don't do it because I don't need it. it. I don't. I don't need a bunch of people showing up. But (laughs) I'll let you guys know off air that uh, something that we do to get plenty of pictures and and sounds good.
2: And. uh... I want a sweaty one campapi shirt, says Steve Munoz. Look, definitely Campapi. I definitely see Chris making a line for a shirt like that. I can't imagine making a line for that, but you know, to each their own. I, I don't hate on it. I just can't imagine making an hour long line. Mm-hmm. But um that's that's just me. I'm gonna but wear make, make, I'm make... gonna wear
1: your shirt. I'm gonna wear your shirt, Danny. This the one that you're specifically wearing right now, super tight. Walk up to oh, Campana. And get his and get his uh get and signature get him on it to, to give me his used no, I, I want his used shirt like what oh, you're Steve gonna trade just it? Said, a sweaty one, yes, I'm gonna trade it, yes, you're a sick
2: human being, sir. Um, <laughs> maybe, well, maybe, Goon, maybe Gunnar's right, maybe it won't be uh, maybe it won't be a long line, all right. So, as we we wind down here, I just have one more thing that I want to talk to you about. I know that uh, Cali is a big baseball guy, was not as big anymore, but. I've had this discussion with a few people. I'm from New York, so I know a lot of big baseball fans, right? Because baseball is king up in the Northeast. Mm
0: -hmm. And I've
2: tried to explain to them that the MLS will soon overtake Major League Baseball. Within the next 10 years, I believe it's happening. I, I have a question for you. Since you're a baseball guy, Callie, am I crazy for this stance? Because I will die on this mountain. And I'm telling you, I believe that the MLS is going to be bigger than MLB in the next 10 years.
0: Um, I don't want to misspeak, but I'm 90% sure I remember seeing like a chart that MLS had more viewership than MLB this past season. So oh, well, I think we're, we're already, already, there. There. We're uh, already uh, almost att- there. Attendance-wise, no. I think it, maybe in the future perhaps because I love baseball. Baseball is my first love. Um, we were talking about that earlier, um, played through, I, you know, played from funnels four through college. Um, yeah. And like Matthew said, MLS already took over MLB over in, in viewership. I think soccer is very much a growing game. Whereas baseball is very much, an, at least the way it's set up now, I think it's very much a dying game. Like you're going to have like, you know, clubs like the Yankees, the Mets, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Cardinals, like the Dodgers yeah. that are always going to draw huge crowds that are they're They're, they're franchises that have fans all over the country but i mean i think if you put like the marlins average attendance in the inner and miami's average attendance they're probably pretty close Ooh, i remember for sure. yeah um i i remember seeing i don't remember if it was this it might have been this past season that there are several colleges that had more average fans per game than the marlins in terms of college baseball so, like, LSU, Vanderbilt, Texas had more fans per game than the, than the Miami Marlins. Um, and I'm sure that's true of other franchises throughout the league. Um, so, well, I have- in, terms of, in terms of viewership, MLS is already surpassing MLB. In terms of attendance, I think we'll get there. I think in 10 years it's feasible as, as the game continues to grow.
2: After the World Cup in 2026, let's
0: say, let's say <laughs> hypothetically,
2: let's say we get Messi this summer, which is a huge boost, and then we host the World Cup in 2026. I'm sorry. In the next three to four years, soccer is going to start booming. And it's Absolutely. already on the uptick. But with those two things happening, and then maybe, hopefully, U.S. men's national team has a good performance in the in the World Cup, I, I think that, that we're about to skyrocket as far as soccer goes. And, and baseball is already dying sport. I was trying to look it up. And the only thing I find is that MLS has officially surpassed the NHL in viewership. But that's no surprise because nobody watches the NHL. Yeah. Um, even though I am a hockey fan, but I understand that that's definitely not possible. Yeah.
0: And we have, we have to look at what happened in 94, right? In 94, we, held, we, we hosted the, the World Cup. And in 96, mm-hmm. the MLS was born. You know, mm-hmm. there's, gonna, there's, there's always going to be that huge uptake. There, there, it's going to be a huge driving force when it happens. And to Adrian's comment, bring back the steroid era. I absolutely agree. The funnest so time I. of my life was watching the Maguire and Sosa home run race.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and, you know, okay. and then my fa- my favorite of all time wasn't a Royd guy, thankfully, but Griffey is, you know, yeah. watching. Like, though, like, the 90s Mariners were, like, my favorite teams to watch despite being a Marlins fan. Like, you know.
2: I don't see what the big deal is. If they want to have a braille back and and smaller testicles, let them have it. If that, if that's what they want to do, go for if it. If we
0: get if we get more long balls, who cares? You know, you, you need I'm to saying. do whatever you need to do to save the sport. And what's the,
2: well Matthew, you must be very young.
1: Matthew's oh, like, Man, Matthew, get out of here, bro. Matthew, what are you even Matthew
0: doing? <laughs> listen to me. I need you to go on YouTube when this show is done. You need to go on YouTube and you need to just look up like the Maguire and Sosa home run race. Oh, and man. it's yeah. it is you see these juiced up guys just smacking baseballs all over the place. Yeah. And Griffey was in it too and then he got hurt. Griffey yeah. finished with like 52 that year or something like that.
2: Yeah, but, but for Griffey was 50 consistently. But yeah. Don't want to don't want to overdo this with baseball talk. Um I wanted to say thank you for joining but I think Chris has a couple questions he wants to ask you before you sign
1: off so now Chris, so, so I want to do I want to do a little rapid fire here, and I I guess I'll take and I I guess I'll take answers from you too, Danny. Whatever, but I'm more interested in knowing Callie's answers to these because I mean, obviously, we spar off with the toast combo, right? Oh God! So I got five quick questions uh, that I would love to know the answers to. So let's start off with the first one. Just a a, a little playful here. Who's your secret favorite player in Inter-Miami?
0: Oof. I don't know if it's that much of a secret. If you, if you talk to me enough, you know it's Ryan Saylor. Um, I, I okay. love the way he plays, and, and I'm, I'm not going to get into it too much because I'm going to get – because this is a publicly broadcasted show. But uh, there's, there's a, bit of, a little bit of a man crush there. Like, you know, great, a great head of hair, great smile. Like, play plays hard. Love everything about it, man. What about but, uh, you, Danny? Yeah. Coco
2: John.
1: Oh god, no. man.
0: You know what? You're done, man. We
1: haven't seen him. You haven't seen him play. Give him a fucking chance. This guy literally went on the field for seven and a half minutes. I don't even know if that's accurate, but he I got an feel assist like hey? close enough. He got an assist. Yes, he did get a an game assist. winning Correct. assist. A game yes. winning assist, may yes. I add? So
2: look, if you if you measure out the time he played and the contributions,
1: it's way up there. It's a lot more than Indiana Vasilev, I'll tell you that. Yes. Well, Ooh, mine's is Victor. Bad. I M- mine's, is, I uh, mine's is Victor Uyoa because he looks like a telenovela actor. So, uh, now here's no, the next Wait, one. wait, wait.
2: Let's address something, Kuner. Coco was on. The- <laughs> he's not talking about. Oh, he's talking about Ryan
1: Saylor. Okay. I take it back. Ah, okay. I see. I see. So let's go to the next one, right? When you drive and you park, are you parking forward or in reverse?
0: Reverse every oh, single time. Yeah. Every single time. You guys are a oh, bunch of douchebags. Always,
2: you're the, you're I those just, guys that hold up the line because you guys got to do like. I don't do that.
0: I, I no. First off, I park better in reverse than I do forward. I, I think it's a depth perception thing. I have glasses that I'm supposed to wear that I just don't. I just do it better backwards. I don't have Doing the, reverse and camera. One and the same. I don't have a reverse camera either. I drive a 2012 yeah. four, uh, uh, Ford Explorer, so I have to like I back in, and then it's just easier for me to get out. And it's just something I've I've always done it since I was young, too. Just I started driving and and I just always started parking in reverse because I just thought it was easier that way. Chris says
2: he does it in preparation for a zombie apocalypse.
0: Hey,
1: (laughs) you you never know when you got to cut out, man. What do you want to do? You want to back up into the zombies and then all of a sudden zombies come from in front of you like you're done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess. (laughs) but right it's uh it's uh yeah it's just it, you know i don't do it like if there's people but i will say if there's people behind me i won't do it because i i i have like I'm, I'm terribly insecure and i don't want people th- like being mad at me so um i'll like if i have to park in, in forward i will but if i have time i'm always gonna park in reverse always
1: all right all right so next one what temp is your ac on when you go to sleep
0: so this debate will is probably what's gonna to lead to the divorce of my wife and I um I I, I love it at like 68 um my, oh my wife gosh. likes it at yes, yeah my wife's that's perfect. That's perfect my wife likes it at like 72 73 so we compromise and we have it at like 72 73 um and then and then I have a I usually keep a, a, a fan at my bedside that I just have kicking all night so yeah
1: 68 sounds beautiful I mean I could so, – if I
0: yeah, so growing up, my dad—this is my dad's fault. Um, we we basically had two AC units in our house, and he'd crank it. And, and it's gonna sound like I'm insane and like I'm exaggerating. I'm not. I promise you, he'd have it at 58 degrees in the house. Ooh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's how that's how I grew up. <laughs> I, I love. I, I've always been accustomed to sleeping in the cold. So, but you know, I, I when my wife first moved in together, she wants it like warm, and I'm like, this is this is terrible. Like this this may lead to the demise of our relationship. But, um, we we find a well, medium.
1: Well, I mean, apparently, with the faces that Danny's making, he's falling asleep in jacuzzis and stuff. Like, what's
2: going no, on I'm over there, at, Danny? No, I'm good. At, I'm good at 71, but 58.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> I don't, That's I, my dad. I, I keep it like, at 68.
2: I'm pretty sure my AC doesn't go that low. I think it stops at 60.
0: Yeah, my <laughs> my dad my dad literally like upgraded and bought like an industrial sized like air conditioning unit. Like it was insane. Like you know that like little box you f- have on the side of the house with the fan. We had two of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so uh, I got.
1: So I got two more. I got okay. two more. So next one, you like your water cold or room temperature? Oof.
0: Um, cold.
2: I do like your cold. I think that these these are just questions that he just wants to talk <laughs> shit about me. I think this is what's happening here. <laughs> I like my I like my water room temperature. I don't like need a cold water.
0: Room so, temperature
2: is just comfortable for me.
0: So I'll say in a bottle, I prefer room temperature. Oh, okay. yeah. In a, okay. in a bottle, and I guess because in my classroom, I have like I have like my little water bottles that I have there. My fridge isn't very big, so I just like I grab it and I go. But like if I'm like pouring a cup before bed, I need like ice cold water. Yes. Yeah.
1: So okay. So now we're gonna last one. And this is it right here. I don't know if you're a hip-hop fan. I am. But who do you yeah, pick, Jay-Z or Nas? For sure. This is directly at me. For sure.
0: jay i oh, I'm a Jay-Z guy. My God. I'm a Jay-Z guy. Yeah. I like Nas a lot. I, I do like nice Nas a pull. lot. But I'm a big Jay-Z guy. And honestly, this is going to sound strange, but it's because of my dad. Um, you know, my... You know, my 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 parents had me young. You know, my my dad's only twenty two years older than me, so I remember like being a kid and we're like we're blasting like Jay Z in the car and like, you know, he like he was reasonable he, doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also like you know N W A, Two Life Crew, you know, that type of stuff. But yeah, Jay Z, Jay Z to this day is is one of my favorite artists ever. So he's the um, goat. Yeah. So. Well,
2: so there you have it, Chris. All that shit that you wanted to talk. Right in your face. I don't even. I have to do say like it.
0: I do, I do like Nas a lot. I do, but Jay Z. So, so Jay-Z do I. Has, Jay-Z holds a spe- Jay Z's different, bro. Like that's
2: not only did Jay Z defeat him, but then he hired him to work for him. Like so, he beat him twice.
0: Like like for me, like the Blueprint is one of like the greatest albums ever, and the Black Album. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: don't keep talking, Danny, because then you're gonna start mentioning the R. Kelly album, <laughs> and then we're just done. I'm throwing my <laughs> no, computer no, out no, the, not window. the R. Kelly
2: album. Although I will take the R. Kelly album over like six or seven of Nas's albums, but oh, that's get for out another you day. know
1: what? You know what? We're going to have to fist fight we, right we, in we, front we of can't... section 124.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, not a fan of R. Kelly these days, but like early 2000s, R. <laughs> R. Kelly was, you know, I'm not a big pit bull guy, Steve. I'm, I'm not. I, dale. He was my old boss. I don't, I don't need to support that. Guy hey, dale. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: well, Cali, where can people catch you if, they, if they're still listening?
0: Yeah, um, so <laughs> on, on Twitter, you can find me at CaliU44. I'm pretty active. It's basically all Inter-Miami and Liverpool tweets, so, you know, is what it is. Oof, Liverpool, um, that's rough. Well,
2: it's been a lot. The last couple of years have been that. last bad.
0: couple of gr- years have been great. Suffered a lot before that. Suffering now so yeah, is the life of exactly. Liverpool fan. I saw mm-hmm. the greatest football of my life for, like, Four years straight, it was wonderful, and now I'm sad again. Um, Black Herons United, uh, we're an all-inclusive uh, supporters group, independent supporters group. I should add, um, we're up to some really cool things for the season. So, follow us on Twitter at, at Black Herons UTD. Um, the Inter Miami podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter at, at Inter uh, Podcast. Um, the hosts are Thane and Jen. <coughs> Excuse me, Jay and Thane. And uh, they have a weekly show. They're they're fantastic. Uh, Dreaming of Freedom is my podcast with uh, Jermaine and AD from Black Herons United. We are on Twitter at Freedom Dreams BH. And then the newest podcast, Away Days. uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Away Days IMPC. We are presented by the Inter-Miami podcast. And it's more of a general MLS show with my co-host, Branson Griffin.
2: I thought Uh, I'd stay busy. Yeah. I think because I do a lot of podcast but I, I i do different sports yeah you, you're, you're like enter miami enter miami
0: yeah yeah i'm, I'm all in it's exhausting awesome, this team man. sucks this year i'm gonna lose my mind it's gonna be really rough so <laughs> <laughs> we need to get good soon so i can so i can have an excuse to keep talking
2: you're a season ticket holder correct
0: i'm a season ticket holder yes all right yeah i'll nice. be there every, I'll we'll be there every game you. hopefully
1: we'll be seeing you at the games Absolutely.
0: all right chris Can't you look. got
1: anything else for the anything else for the people One thing I want to mention is, uh, and I spoke to Danny about this maybe a week or or two ago, is, um, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So one thing that I talked to Danny about a a couple weeks ago is I want to get started with uh, sort of like a weight loss group, kind of like a weight loss challenge. Danny and I just started a little competition in weight loss this past week. And uh, I'm going to kick your ass, Danny, by the way. And we're going skydiving. More details no, on that. No, and, no, we're um, not doing skydiving. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. So, uh, I plan on working together. Something like a Battered Herons weight challenge, weight loss challenge. So, be on the lookout for that, guys. If you guys are interested in it, you see my under my name, K Battered Herons. Reach out to me. Let me know that you want to get involved, and, and and we'll get it going. It's in the works.
0: Yeah, I may have an unfair advantage there. Um, I recently (laughs) had surgery. I'm down sixty pounds in about oh, congrats! Yeah, down sixty pounds in about eight weeks. So that's phenomenal. That's I could join if there's a cash prize, I'll take it. Like I'll sign up if you guys want me to.
1: No, where the thing
0: is, (laughs) listen, it's
1: all in fun. I think it's all in fun. Yeah, no, it's it's more than whoever
2: wins gets to choose the outing. It's it's kind of with our wives and everything. But but Chris, I said a date destination he decided to make it a death destination nah. because he wants to just randomly have me jump out of a fucking plane yeah. this wasn't part me. of the deal i'm not jumping out of a plane like I-, I want to live i want to see Messi in person sir
1: well that's so. between that's between you and i but the battered right. herons one is i want to yes, make i it think sort that of that would be awesome thing And um, and that one for sure, you know, I want to make it a competition, but at the same time, I just want kind of everybody to get involved. Let it be its own sort of community. So, you know, yeah, for sure, Cali, you come a part of it. Anybody else that wants to be involved, just like I said, shoot me a message and and we'll get it. We'll get it going.
2: Yeah, I think it's (laughs) awesome. I think I think having a little competition when you're in that process helps a lot. And then having some, uh, you know, some type of prize <laughs> at the end also helps. Uh, I don't know who Othello yeah. Harrington, which one of us is Othella Harrington. I- I'll take Kendall <laughs> Gill, though. Kendall Gill wasn't that bad looking. I don't know. Kendall Gill All was right. on Keenan and Kel, wasn't he? He was on Keenan yeah, and Kel, yes. yes look at yes. that. That's a just, legend. that out
1: from the back.
2: Yeah, that was. Uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> All right. So anything else outside of that?
1: Chris? No, man, it's been an awesome show, Callie. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for sure, you you know you you got all the fans super excited. Everybody got on on the chat and had a blast. It was it was a blast to have you on the show, and 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 hopefully next time we'll be able to have some more rapid fire questions as well. So
0: absolutely, uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to jump on anytime you guys need me yeah
1: no yeah for sure
2: and then we'll be yeah. keeping up with your 37 podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> while
2: everybody else keeps up with danny's 45 podcast Nah, but mine's a different sports nobody cares about new york sports yeah. all right so <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to episode number 32 of the battered Herons podcast and we will be back next week with well it's a surprise guest we'll talk to you guys next week have a good one